1: Deviant Women? The Christmas, Christmas special. special. <laughs> what a professional start. <laughs> so professional. Uh, you knew we were going to sing it because we like to sing we things. Always, we just broke out. We couldn't help ourselves. We might make Deviant Women the musical one of these days. Yes. Oh, my God. We, I said that in an offhand manner, but we've I We've got think one I mean it. song up our sleeve. We do.
0: We're best friends and maybe sometimes lovers. Love I always knew
1: that. We that's just a that's a callback to anyone who saw our Fringe show this year. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, we have written a song, <laughs> um, and maybe we might write more songs and actually make a musical one of these days. A musical of all of the greatest TV women on oh the God. show. Like should a we variety show? Should we get a Kickstarter going for this? Yes. All right, great. So just so you know, everyone, you can find our Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) We haven't set it up yet, but maybe we will.
0: But that's not what we're here for today. No, it's Christmas time. It's the special. It's the most
1: wonderful time of Of the year. year.
0: doesn't feel very Christmassy to me, actually.
1: Well, we haven't actually hit Christmas yet.
0: Yeah, well, it's technically we're recording this in November. Shh, don't give away our secrets. Well... I'm leaving the country. (laughs) Where are you going to be spending Christmas? Lake Titicaca. That's very special. Mm -hmm. It will be quite different from uh, my typical Aussie Christmas. I'm really excited about it. It should be a good time. Will you take some kind
1: of Christmas present with you to exchange with Brendan on Lake Titicaca? I haven't actually thought about it. Oh, well, now I've told you. So you better buy something in the next few days before you leave. He won't buy me anything. (laughs) Oh. Okay. It's okay. Um, I'll be here. I'll be under a Christmas tree. Under, <laughs> yes. Do you know I like? To, I like to sleep. Okay, this is.
0: Right. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! What is this? No, Sorry. it's
1: just an admission of like. Do you like to sleep under the Christmas yes, tree? I
0: do. This is How? something.
1: Well, just this is something I've liked to do ever since I was a kid. Yeah. I just like to like camp out under in the lounge room or wherever the Christmas tree yeah. is set up. I like to camp out underneath the Christmas tree and. Look at the twinkling lights. It's like fall asleep. That is darling. Okay, isn't it? That is so darling. (laughs) So you know now I'm an adult. I have my own Christmas tree. I can sleep wherever the fuck I want. But of course, you know not everybody celebrates Mm. Christmas. But we are we are self confessed Christmas lovers. So.
0: We are going to do another Christmas special. Yeah, a holiday special, whatever, End of year special actually, really, because not all <laughs> our figures this year are actually Christmas figures.
1: Yeah, that's right. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about a couple of folkloric, mythological, mm. Christmassy
0: figures. You know but- we like the mythological women. We <laughs> sure do. What was that? I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I actually have to confess while we're on the topic of Christmas that I did have my work Christmas lunch today. And I, it, I drank a lot of wine. You've been day drinking, haven't you? I've been you? day drinking. And then we did an escape room. Oh, how did that go? When, did you oh escape? Oh, my God. Was it like, Look, it was was it like down my hen's
1: night it when was, it was like
0: down to the wire? It was down to the fucking wire. And we technically solved the puzzle, but the, like, hatch didn't open <gasps> to, like, let the key out. And so oh, we had technically oh, beaten no. it. But we still needed to just like fiddle to get it like oh, you know no. there was a sensitive it was a weighted thing like yeah. you have to have the right weight on the thing and it was yeah. just like a little bit tricky. So well, I like to think that we finished, but okay. technically we didn't. But we did beat the other teams. Sorry. Okay, that's all right. And good. I was the team leader, so yeah. thank you. Everybody, escape. Oh, good me. job, good, good job, Lauren. Thank you. Um, yeah, escape rooms are fun. I like them. Yeah, it was a really a fun Christmas activity, actually. You know, and it's good because you can you can sell it as. Team
1: building. You can sell it as team you building. You know, that's right. Within
0: a work context. Yeah. And so, I have teeny tiny wrists. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. whoever we did, yeah. that yeah. sounds unrelated to this story, but it is related to this story. So, the only other time Lauren and I have done an escape room together, we were handcuffed together. We were handcuffed together, but I have teeny tiny wrists and I can get out of handcuffs. You so, the, first, the thing, you do? <laughs> first thing we did was like, right, I'll get
0: out of my handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got them off straight away. Yeah. So, anyway, good times. Good, yeah, it was fun. But that is just in case. Uh, Anybody notices that I'm a little bit slow off the mark?
1: A little bit slurring
0: your words? A little bit slurry. I have been drinking since one.
1: Well, that's all right because it's much later in the night now. Yeah. And (laughs) what we might do is we might just sort of start by revisiting the year that we've had. So Mm.
0: we've we've come to the end of
1: 2019. End of the decade. And. We've come to the end of season three. So, you know, pats on the back
0: everyone for, yeah, for we did a good sticking job. with it. Which one which 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 woman? Which woman of twenty nineteen, <laughs> Alicia, did You're you drunkard. did you like the best? Um oh, that's a really good question. I don't yeah. even really remember. You haven't we... given this any thought.
1: No I haven't <laughs> actually. I came to the microphone without having thought about this at all. So <laughs> who have we done? Um, well, we started off with Pirates. We started off with Shing We and, did, and of course, pirates have a special place in my heart,
0: our heart, our collective heart. Do you know? There. Okay, so we got. I got a message from, um, I, I guess, a colleague. Kind of, is she a colleague of ours? Uh, I sent you this message. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do about. know what you're talking about. Yeah, teaches a historical writing, a historical fiction topic, and she said that she'd had about six or seven short stories about Anne, Bonnie and Mary Read because her students had listened to this podcast.
1: Isn't that amazing? And they referenced us in their bibliographies. (laughs) So there you go. We're having an impact in the world for sure. There's going to be so much Anne, Bonnie and Mary Read fan fiction out (laughs) in the world now. But, yeah, so I think I really enjoyed that story because I think, you know, piratical women um, are still very close to... Our collective hearts, as yeah. I said before.
0: They represent something about you. Yeah. As a woman. Yeah, maybe. Who takes no shit and takes <laughs> no prisoners. <laughs>
1: gives no fucks. And gives as no fucks. T-shirts.
0: And is the a sword.
1: Um, oh, yeah, I did do fencing. Remember I did fencing? Yeah. And my fencing teacher looked like yes! Jason <laughs>
0: Schwartzman. That's right. You continue to do fencing beyond when you were going to stop doing fencing because? Mm. Solely based on the likeness to Jason mm. Schwartzman,
1: my fencing teacher had. Mm. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I really That's enjoyed that That's not really that about story. why you like xing though. No, it's not. It's not. But it's all—it's <laughs> all, it's all very tied up to to that swashbuckling sort of, um, yeah, side of myself, I suppose. And I also really enjoyed Pamela Coleman
0: Smith. Oh, you stole! Oh, you stole mine. Sorry, I fucking loved her. And reading the book that we got given from Stuart Kaplan, who published her biography was such an enormous joy it is such an an amazing book and I really do recommend it it is filled with her illustrations Mm. and her artwork and wonderful biographies and of course we were joined by Elizabeth Foley O'Connor who had written some of the biography in in that book and oh gosh isn't she amazing oh absolutely so I think that was definitely that was top of the list for Well, one of the top of the list for both of us, I think, really, wasn't she? And I think as well because both of us really knew her from her tarot Mm. and we're both like we're not diehard tarot people. We're not like, you know, proper tarot people. But look, we pull pull a card from time to time, don't we? I'm getting pretty good at it. I think I might just... Start my own tarot business in the near future. So everyone, you you should come to Alicia for your readings. Thanks. But it was so excellent also to learn so much more about her, particularly what I really loved about her story was her folk tale and her live Mm. storytelling Mm -hmm. performances and the way that she would dress up and tell the Anansi stories. Yeah. Um, Because we also both have a background in live storytelling and there's something about that that, I just – I love so very much.
1: Actually, I think that that's a really interesting point because I guess that kind of is what – that taps into something about – that sort of oral tradition of stories and passing stories on that we are very passionate about and that I guess really comes down to the impetus behind this podcast Mm, itself in a lot of ways is that sort of that tradition of telling stories and passing them on and just listening to someone
0: tell you a story. Yeah. It's magical. It is magical. Because it's, it's, it's something I think that goes back to my childhood. Like not that my parents were too busy looking after my younger siblings to They did read to me, but, you know, once I was no longer five and could read for myself, I was left to my own devices. But I had this. (laughs) You were put out in the street. Very much. No, not really. That's a (laughs) lie. My parents took very good care of me. I had this amazing collection of audio cassette tapes and they came in this red folder and they were read aloud, you know, storybooks, and I would listen to them every single night. That's how I fell asleep, Mm. was listening to these tapes and reading along with the books. And I'd read the book. I'd finish the book, rewind the tape, put the tape back on and then go to sleep. And I think that's what really fostered this love of sto- of not just of stories and of fiction but of lo- like oral storytelling. And mm. I can just pick, you know, Pamela Coleman-Smith's way of telling stories is is that, isn't it? It yeah. it's taps so much into what that is so magical.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think she was a real highlight of mm-hmm. this season for us. But, of course, there were so many – Wonderful mm. and fascinating women, and I think as well some very divisive women too yes. this season. Yes, but of course that's terrific because that's part of part and parcel of our project here at Deviant Women. I mean, the word "deviant" is in the title. Yeah. So you know, looking at these women who aren't—I guess we've talked about this before as well—sort of that idea of not necessarily looking for these heroines or these yep. people that we put up in, on pedestals yep. or that we. Or that we um, admire, or you know, necessarily celebrate for absolutely everything that they've done. And sometimes
0: we do. Sometimes we but, definitely do. Yeah.
1: But it's also much more. I think the whole project is much more about unpicking mm. that sort of grey area It's about the
0: complexities. Yeah. It's about the, the the problem women as well, because none of us are perfect. Mm. You know, and and all of us have faults, all of us fuck up, all of us make mistakes. And as well, I would like to think that in 50 or 100 years' time, we will have progressed to a point where some of the things that we say are going to be seen as being very backwards and old-fashioned. It's inevitable, basically. Uh, You know, but we're doing the best that we can now, and you hope that society is continually progressing and that we don't move backwards. And so, of course, sometimes some of the figures that we cover – are problematic, you mm. know, uh, to us today. Yeah. But that's because, you know, we would always hope that society would keep progressing. Yeah, that's right. And then eventually,
1: you know, what is old becomes outmoded mm. and that we mm. do move beyond these ideas. So yeah. I think that looking back at a lot of these women in their historical context is is what I find... The most sort of fascinating about these yeah. women who are very
0: sort of polarising, yeah. I, I suppose. Yeah, like difficult women because yes. that's really what it is, isn't it? It's it is. It's like shades of grey, we're not all perfect because none of us can live up to perfection. And mm. I think it's unrealistic to continue to promote this, you know, idea that we all have to be, there's so many, oh, see, this is me. Okay, now I'm going to go on like not a rant but, you know, I think it's but so wonderful and important and amazing that there are so many stories of women in history these days and there's so many books that are coming out that are celebrating you know really strong women but at the same time if all we ever see are strong women or that quote unquote strong Mm. women you know we we do get this idea that we need to live up to a certain standard all of the time and there's so much pressure on Mm. us to be perfect at everything and to be constantly doing good and to be constantly achieving all of these things and the truth is that it's really hard to live up to some of these things all of the time and I think it's important to think about the fact that people fail and the fact that people fuck up and the fact that people aren't perfect 100% of the time because otherwise all we're doing is we've torn down one stereotype of, like, quote, unquote, good womanhood. Yeah. And we're just replacing it with something else. Exactly. and Something this, that's also unachievable for most of us.
1: Yeah. And this comes back to that sort of idea. And I, I'm sure we must have touched on this previously in episodes, this kind of idea of you know, womanhood previously as this angel in the house kind of concept Mm. that
0: um, I think... The domestic goddess, the woman who is passive and docile and gives everything for her family and her husband. And And that
1: this was this kind of completely uh, and utterly unachievable standard that was set Mm. for femininity and womanhood. It was reaching this kind of point of being the angel in the house and how impossible that, that was to be. But at the same time it's also impossible for a lot of us to be the complete opposite of that. We can't all just be rebellious and go out there and live our own lives. As much as we do,
0: we do. But like, yeah, to do it to the standards that sometimes we feel like we need to because we see it so much around us, you know, you – you see it on on Instagram and on Twitter and on on whatever, where you see people out all the time doing amazing activist work Mm. or whatever it might be, and that is so inspiring and so important. But also at the same time, these kind of networks, they create a false you know, idealised version yeah. of that. and Because now it's much the opposite. It's like rather than being an angel in the
1: house, you need to be a heroine.
0: Yeah, a and, heroine in the streets. <laughs> and, it's, and it's pretty
1: hard to go from being an angel in the yeah. house to being a heroine in the streets. Like, I mean, these are two polar yeah. opposites that are both just as difficult to, <laughs> to achieve. So I think that, you know, I, I I guess as much as we look at these women, as much as we talk about these, these mm. fascinating lives, it is good to always stop and remind ourselves that, you know, like as, as wonderful as it is to, to, to look at these and to, and to pull apart these sorts of narratives and biographies, we've just got to do the best that we yeah. can and we
0: can't all be. And I think this is something that we've. as women. You know, this is like we said, this is the end of season three and I think that like at the beginning of this project, we really did start out with that. We're deconstructing this idea of the angel in the house version yeah. of femininity. And I think for both of us now, I'm also moving more into that, oh, but it's also impossible to be this other new kind of good womanhood. And a lot of the figures that we're talking about now i do they're they're not rejecting that but they are problem they're they're difficult women Mm, you know in the sense that they're not they're not just yeah heroes that we can put on a pedestal and worship and i think it is I, i really truly truly think that it's so important that it's so important that we that we don't limit the, the women that we that we talk about to those who are perfect in every way. Yeah. I mean look at somebody like gosh like Anita Barber, right? Yeah, exactly. Like yep. she she's so fucking fabulous and I had such an amazing time telling her story. I loved her story. But she also drank and and drugged herself to death and Yeah exactly. You know, and like, yeah
1: and I think about somebody like as well, like Lama Lynche is another uh-huh. perfect example yes, of that. You absolutely. know, somebody who Somebody who I think, you know, history has tried to to define as either like horribly bad yeah. or terrifically wonderful you know like history's trying to yeah. define her in these completely either or, either or mm-hmm. kind of ways and i think you know just to kind of quote my own phd thesis for a moment <laughs> but i i do think that it's much more this kind of sense of this both and right yes. you know like this yes. either or notion doesn't help anyone yep we can all be many things at once absolutely so multiplicity I've,
0: That's we are multiplicitous people. Do you think
1: we've just like unpicked all the problems of the world right now? Have we solved? No, probably not. (laughs) Probably not, hey. No.
0: But anyway, I guess, well, that's a nice maybe that's our little yearly wrap-up then. This this idea of, of maybe what deviant women is becoming as we continue this project and as we keep delving into these stories and what this is helping us refine for ourselves. Yeah, and we'll know? see where it takes us yeah. next season because that's exciting. It is. There's a lot on the list. We've got the longest list that doesn't get any – we say this all the time but, you know. We're going to be <laughs> at this
1: to are like very, very old yeah. and on our deathbeds. Yep. And in the nursing home and every fortnight in the nursing home, we'll have to meet in the nursing home lunchroom and do this. And then we'll have to...
0: Bethel, <laughs> we told you to put your tray away. Be quiet, everyone. <laughs> We're recording a podcast. Yeah, Nobody that's... listens to podcasts anymore.
1: No, that's right. But What is it,
0: 2017? <laughs>
1: It's funny because we'll sound just like that. Um, so we're also going to look at some
0: figures today. Shall we, shall we get into that? Of course we should. Oh, the, the, we need some jingling bells as a transition as we move from our... <laughs> our... Very beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, so I have picked a woman this week who... <laughs> It turns out well actually, okay, you planted the seed for this woman that I picked <laughs> up on. And um we but I don't think you knew when you planted the seed how connected these two figures were, do you? No,
1: I didn't. I think we talked about so in our last Christmas episode, I think we briefly mentioned one of these women. Mm-hmm. And then as a random aside mentioned a totally different woman
0: who it just happens (laughs) feeds into the first said woman so i'm going to start with first said woman do it and uh this is a figure now i am not 100% totally unsure about the pronunciation but um strenua strenua i think strenua strenua
1: strenua yeah good keep at it you're trying to be
0: italian but it's I don't it's know Roman. if it's, it's don't know if it's <laughs> so working. So I don't need to strenua. Yeah, okay. <laughs> strenua is a goddess. She's the Roman goddess of the new year. She also represents purification, well-being, and strength, which is of course where we get strenuous from. Oh, of course, strenua, strenuous, strenuous. Mm-hmm. It all
1: makes sense. And of course, she's going to be a purification goddess because it's the new, the year. new year. It's
0: clean slate. This is why we have our our uh, resolutions purify ourselves, start again. Nice. Do we? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) We try. And apparently she's also the protector of children and family, which is also interesting. Ties into, yeah. So technically, yeah, like we're talking about a New Year goddess as opposed to a Christmas goddess. Was she always a New Year goddess? Well, so she yes in the sense that she was always about the renewal of the season Mm. the renewal of the Mm -hmm. year but her dates changed because of course the new year used to be the first of march
1: well that's what i was gonna say that's the question i was gonna ask Mm. because of the shift of calendars Mm. does it actually match up but
0: that was still the new year because it's just that there was no january or february yeah so she was still the new year when it was the first of march but then they added a few months and (laughs) she became the 1st of January. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, she's also associated with the Greek goddess Hygienia, who is a goddess who I feel like is the under She's a goddess represented. of hygiene? Yes. Yes. She's the goddess of, like, health and well-being. Of course she is. So she's the goddess that you want to be. She's um, the goddess that comes out of the sanitary bin in the toilet. <laughs> I was gonna say she's the she's the goddess who looks after you like at the gym, she's the goddess. and like at yoga, <laughs> well being and <laughs> the wellness. In- she's the goddess of the wellness industry. She
1: doesn't live in the sanitary bin. No, she does not live in the sanitary. <laughs> I mean, look,
0: I'm sure that she does take care of that as well. Good. I also feel like that maybe that's more of Artemis's jam. What of the sanitary bin well, in like- the toilets? Period. Menstruation. menstruation oh yeah sure yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Job. Mm-hmm. okay anyway <laughs> but i haven't i hadn't heard of strenua before and it was actually really hard to find very much information about mm. her um i don't know why but anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you what i did find her festival day is first of january correct yeah good thank you Excellent. good job you, that was not I a true feel question. like you left
1: some clues <laughs>
0: Um, and on this day, the Romans would they would they would leave um, twigs um, out out for her.
1: Ah, oh, twigs! This is interesting because this feeds into something. Yes, mm-hmm, it does.
0: Mm-hmm. And sweetbreads mixed with dates and figs, and they would Delicious. burn the twigs from her grove in a procession so she had a grove at the top of the via sacra which is the main street in rome which leads to capitoline hill um and so they would proceed along this long road there was lots of religious deities all like religious sites all the way sort of towards the Colosseum. and they would burn the leaves from her grove along the way and that was their you know I guess purification I suppose yes yes I didn't even think of that okay that makes sense I like I said this is very light on details (laughs) (laughs) I'm joining the dots (laughs) so and and the reason why these branches from the trees were seen as being sacred is because they I guess they they came out around this new time the the new year um I guess everything else is all the leaves are dropping away Mm. and meanwhile you have these branches flourishing and so they were seen as an auspicious sign for the new year Ah. and it's believed that the romans started celebrating on this date in 153 bc That's a long time ago and part of the celebration also included giving stranae which is new year's gifts and these were often money so gold coins that's another tradition that has continued it's a nice gift um and of course you would also give some figs some dates some honey some socks socks sure a foot spa. <laughs> and this is look to be honest that's pretty much all i found but i did also find a, a, a little prayer too Ooh, i like a prayer but so this is a prayer of devotion to strenia it's from the book devotions of the witch by patricia della piana and it goes in case you would like to invoke the power of strenia this new year oh i think we should okay are you ready? Okay. No, so ready. Strenia, goddess of health, giver of strength, who supplies potency to those who ask, deliver unto me such power as I require to live and survive. Strenia, goddess of vigor, provider of endurance, who gives energy to the weak, furnish me with such power as I require to flourish and continue. Twin goddesses of Sabine history, I invoke your blessings.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Yes, and that's
0: your New Year's prayer. Yes. I like it. I also forgot to say that she does come from the Sabines. Who yes, because you mentioned the Sabines. Yeah, so the Sabines are the. So there was the Sabine people who lived sort of in the area where Rome is now, and they also lived in the mountains. And when Rome was established, they split into two, and half of them went and established Rome with the other people who lived on the site where Rome was, and the other half were like, nah we're going to stay in the mountains, and they kind of split up. So she was actually originally a Sabine goddess.
1: Hmm. And she uh, carries on into the figure that I was looking at. She sure
0: does.
1: And I didn't even realise that until we connected the dots um, putting this episode together. So... We did mention, I think, in our last Christmas special, just in passing, uh, La Bafana, mm. who
0: is basically a, the Italian Christmas witch, yes. And there's little like La Bafana dolls and stuff that you can get. She's just a so little tiny Christmas witch, she's so cute, cute. She is. she's
1: a teeny tiny Christmas witch, and she's an interesting one because, um, well. So we say Christmas witch, but I think also, as you may have talked about in our last Christmas special as well, she's more associated with the Epiphany, which actually yes. comes in January, January six. So that's after Christmas, the twelve days of Christmas. Correct. So I think we talked about that, and of course that's why my mum always said you can't take your Christmas decorations down until the sixth of January. On the sixth of January, because you have to wait for the yeah, you have to wait for the Epiphany, yep. and the Epiphany look. I think there's lots of different ideas around exactly what the epiphany was whether or not it was the baptism of Jesus mm. or most traditionally it's the idea that this was the day that the the three wise men came to see the baby Jesus. That's what I always thought, it was yeah. the wise men. That's what I was mm. oh, that's what I was always taught or grew up believing. Um, so the three wise men or the three um, gentiles or the magi or uh, magi? Magi. Oh, magi. <laughs> or um I can't even talk. Um, Or the three genteels, or as my computer tried to (laughs) autocorrect it to the three genitals. Um, But that's probably not it. So not like the penis, the vagina, and the miscellaneous genital, the ball sack (laughs) that came came to visit the baby Jesus. So not those, not those, not the three genitals. No. Um, And... So, this is an interesting one because I think pretty much what Labafana is is she's ended up being the sort of the syncretized
0: version of the goddess Strenua. Yeah
1: that yeah, kind of, sort of melded like, into catholicism.
0: Yeah, they say that the the cult of Strenua was was became subsumed into or subsumed is perhaps not quite the right word, but yeah, when of course when the catholics as they did, they they just took all of the old goddesses and stuff and turned them into saints and shit. Yeah,
1: just mashed them into catholicism. Yeah. And so the story so the folklore that sort of ends up coming up around La, La Bufana is that and yeah, again, an interesting one because so clearly mashed up with that Christian tradition was that she. Uh, so the three wise men were on their way to see the baby Jesus. You gotta see the baby. Um, <laughs> the three wise men were on their way to see the baby Jesus. And I just really like saying the baby Jesus. Yeah. It's just a, it's a fun. The baby cheeses. The baby cheeses. They were on their way to see the baby cheeses. They stopped in to spend the night under, to, to shake, take shelter with her for the night. And they asked her if she'd like to carry on with them to go and see the baby Jesus with them, Mm -hmm. and she was like, "Look, I've to be honest,
0: I'm busy. I've got, I've got, I've got a lot of housework to do. I don't have time to see a random (laughs) baby. Oh my god, fuck off! I am just resting under this tree and to get five fucking minutes of peace from my." House.
1: Do you know how this is actually how I feel when people say, Do you want to come and see the baby? I feel very much like
0: that as an <laughs> no, adult. I don't I'm have like, time. no,
1: I don't have time for your baby. <laughs> it's mean. No, that's not true. I love babies, they're great. Um for eating. So <laughs> no So she was like, no, sorry, guys, I'm busy. I've got a lot of cleaning to do. And so (laughs) (laughs) the three wise men carried on on their way. And then she like, you know, obviously got a bit of a cleaning done. And then she had a bit of... She is the goddess of purification. That's true. And then she had a bit of FOMO. And she was like,
0: oh,
1: Oh, wait, maybe I should have gone to see the baby Jesus. Maybe. Oh, no. So then she heads out after them. She's like, wait, guys, I want to see the baby Jesus too. But they're gone. She can't find them. And it reminds me very much of a really traumatising scene in the Muppet movie when I was a child (laughs) where they stop into a car yard and there's a a monster that lives in the car yard who works in the car yard and the monsters, they're like, hey, we're going to Hollywood. And the monster's like, Hollywood. And then he runs away and Kermit's like, oh, I guess he doesn't want to come. And they drive off and then the monster comes back <gasps> and he's got his bag and he's like, no, I want to come to Hollywood. And then he spends the rest of the movie chasing after them. And I don't know why, oh. but I feel like this story is very similar to the Muppet movie. That's sad. That's okay. That would have
0: really upset me as a kid. It upset me deeply I as a child. such a phobia or thing about like. Getting left behind? Getting left behind. Yes. Toy Story was an anxiety-fueled yes. nightmare of a film. Yes. So
1: anyway, Muppet movie, yeah. Getting Left Behind, The Monster That's what guy, happened with – That's what happened with her. Yeah. She got left behind. Oh, no. So then she heads out after them, but she can't catch up with them. So then she spends basically the rest of forever oh. bringing, bringing gifts to children, visiting children on the epiphany because oh, – She's making up for She's it. making up for missing out on the baby cheeses. And she is your stock standard
0: typical witch. This is how yeah, she's trained, and like she looks, she's haggish.
1: She is. She's a hag. Uh, she's usually dressed in black. Yeah. With a nice haggy, crooked nose. Sometimes she actually wears a jacket, like a colorful patchwork Ooh, ja- jacket.
0: Nice. She rides
1: on a broomstick. Of course she does. But she uses that broomstick as well to sweep away. The the past year. So because she's purifying because everything. She's purifying everything. So this comes back again. Now, does she to also
0: have an association with figs and dates?
1: I don't know. I
0: felt like she did. Well, maybe this is
1: part of maybe she leaves those mm. goodies for children. Mm. But I think for the most part, she comes down your chimney, much like Santa. Right. Just like Santa comes down your chimney. And she'll leave either sweets yeah. for those children that have been good. Or, of course, a lump of coal for those children who have been bad. Yep. Or shit candy, the candy that nobody wants. Yeah, like licorice. Yeah, I hate licorice. Me too. Oh, God, I hate licorice. Me too. Yeah, so she'll leave licorice in your stocking. Yep. Um, And orange starbursts. Or. Orange starbursts, okay. No. Or sticks. Oh, oh Twigs. Twigs. From her tree, see how this comes back to From her growth. Just twigs, just mm. generalized sticks. You might Why get a stick. Why would
0: you want a twig? Is no, that bad, that's, that's for the bad, bad kids. Present. That's yeah, the yeah, bad present. yeah, yeah. You okay. give the bad kids a stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were like a holy thing for.
1: Yeah, but I know. But stra- I guess now these days, who wants a stick? Yeah, okay. you know. And I, although I feel like if I have children, I'm just I'm not going to give them toys. I'm just oh. going to give them like a stick in a hoop. Oh. And they, that's all they get. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, so she flies around in a broomstick, stick going down people's chimneys. Either, you know, you, either you've been good or you've been bad and she's going to leave you one or the other. And there was actually a, an Italian children's film that came out just last year. Really? Called The Christmas Witch. Oh, which, 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 which is which, which clearly plays in to <laughs> uh, so this entire folklore. And I think also that this was... Very much a regional idea to begin mm. with. Like it wasn't, it, it sort
0: of grew up in pockets. And it, did this really, did this come from the Apennine Mountains? Which is where Strenua, like from the Sabine cult comes from. I,
1: I don't know exactly mm. where it came from, but I do think that it was much more, uh, yeah, much more a sort of a localised regional thing, which has now become a national Icon. There's now funna festivals and markets, Ooh. and she's very much more an embraced I figure of I want to go to a Lubavana
0: market. Sounds like
1: fun, doesn't it? So, oh yeah, and that's the other similarity she has to Santa as well is that you. She's also something used to send kids to bed early mm. because if you stay up and you see her, if she, if you catch her, if she sees you, then she'll hit you with her broom. <laughs> Which what? I think also might just be an excuse for parents to hit their children yeah, with fruits. Yeah, yeah, Like through the window.
0: Boom. Yeah. It's like
1: boom, back. Yeah, exactly.
0: Does she come instead of Father Christmas?
1: No, because she comes later. Oh, you because get Because she both. comes in January. You get her as well as Father <gasps> Christmas. Lucky ducks. I know. Embrace. Embrace. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. So she's, she's not bad, actually. She's yeah. all right. She's much better than... Fucking Frau Percher ripping your
0: guts open and (laughs) pulling out your intestines. She was a way more horrible version of this story. Or like griller and the yule lads yeah the yule lads are fucked as well there's that's been crazy some, there's
1: been some pretty
0: horrifying this christmas is actually situations. the tape like by far the tapest christmas story that we've had
1: oh yeah all she does is hit you on the head with the broom yeah. or possibly leave you some onion and garlic in your stocking but like to... but i like onion and garlic i know me too so if somebody left me that in a stocking i'd be like oh cheers i'm awesome. gonna make a pasta
0: yes <laughs> yeah so not not too bad really yeah In, on the scale of things no it could be you
1: lads could be a so lot it could worse. be a lot worse could be a lot worse
0: well there you go i feel like neither of those had like super like narrative based stories <laughs> but you know that's okay we've given you some history you've learnt some you've learnt some mythology that's what we're here for but
1: i do think it's really interesting the way that um yeah the way that that sort of Mythology ends up being amalgamated yeah. into Catholicism and all those stories become one. It's fascinating
0: because well, people don't want to let go of their stories and they don't want to let go of their traditions and you just have to find a way to make them work within the new regime, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. Mm. So you
1: perpetuate it anyway and the yeah. new regime thinks, oh, yeah, we stamped that out and it's like, ha-ha, no, <laughs> you haven't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, didn't. Didn't manage to stamp Such that a... out. Watch us celebrate that just <laughs> in a guise that you might – you think might is turn, more. turn a blind eye to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's interesting that those two stories ended up coming together again by complete accident, which is also kind of what happened last yes, year as well. So good on it's, us.
0: It's, the Christmas, it's Christmas miracles happening it's all around a, us. It's a Christmas miracle. Christmas do you, do you have a, a Christmas movie that you like to watch? Oh, oh um, yes. So I'm actually a really, I really love. I feel I know what this film is. Oh, what? What are you going to guess? I was going to guess Home Alone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I was so sure that you wouldn't guess that. When you were like, I'm going to guess it, I was just like, no, you're not. No, it's definitely it's home, home Alone. alone. It's <laughs> so Home Alone. Of course it is. Yeah, I fucking love Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, Home Alone and also.
1: Because it has Catherine O'Hara in it and
0: yeah, she's yes. phenomenal. She is amazing. She's so great. I also do love a bit of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. See, which then, is more of a Halloween movie than a Christmas movie, but I think it counts for both. It does count
1: for both, but I tend to watch Nightmare Before Christmas at Halloween. Yeah. 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 That was a very seminal movie for me. It's, yeah. It's, I loved it's that movie great. a lot. I really like Scrooge with Bill Murray. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> of
0: course you do. <laughs> Look at you. Of course you do. <laughs> Yeah, that, no, that's good too. That's a that's a pretty fave Christmas Bill movie. Bill Murray. Me. It is Bill Murray. Yeah, what can go wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, do you know what another one I really really love is? A Muppet's Christmas Carol.
1: Oh, yeah, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. That's fucking great. I love it. That, that is, is so, so good. good. Yeah. Well, that's the second time the Muppets have got to mention in this mm-hmm. episode today. Mm. A lot of Muppets. A yeah. lot of Muppet oriented stories. But uh, there's a lot of other movies I'm sure that we could go through. But you know, we'll leave it to Easter, and then at Easter time, I'll mention like the life of all Brian, the fucking yeah, life of Brian. That's but the also only like movie. Ten Commandments, <laughs> Ben Hur, anything with Charlton Heston in it. That's okay. What you, that's what you watch at Easter. I won't watch those. I'm just gonna watch the life of Brian again. Oh, fair enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but look, that's a long way off. And okay. that'll,
1: but there'll be hot cross buns in the oh, shops before then.
0: Fucking love hot cross buns. That is the most exciting. That is the only good thing that comes out of Christmas ending. Hot cross buns go on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're ready to go. They're yeah. ready to go for
1: Easter. So, anyway, I think that probably brings us to the yeah, end. Yeah, let's of... do it. Let's close
0: it. Let's, yeah. let's close out twenty nineteen. Let's do it. Good job, everybody. Oh we my god, this poppers. Is the end of the decade. We need poppers. <gasps> we don't have a. We... That was me being there. Yeah. This is a mess. And welcome to the twenties, everybody—the Roaring Twenties. You can. I've done that every time. You've done I'm so excited about the Roaring Twenties. It's gonna be great, and maybe it's also gonna be the apocalypse. We will see. Time will tell.
1: I think everyone always thinks it's gonna be the apocalypse. And yeah. you know what? Eventually one of us is going to be right.
0: Yes. So
1: it could be us right But now. let's
0: be more optimistic than this. We hope that you have had a wonderful 2019 and we hope that you have – an excellent 2020 february 27th we will be back in your ear holes we don't
1: have a fringe show happening nah. this year which is sad but also means that we can actually fucking enjoy the
0: fringe have a, have a summer <laughs> off. anxiety
1: free we get a holiday yay we get a holiday so we hope you enjoy
0: your holidays however you celebrate yes. them whatever you're celebrating over the next have few good months have a With your friends, with your family, with whoever you love. In the meantime, we will still be dropping new episodes on Patreon. And so you can jump on over to Patreon and join us for as little as $2 a month. We have an episode about the Valiant Ladies of Potosi dropping very soon. That's going to be a good one. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Mm. Full of all those things we were talking about before. Yeah, Oh, but also... Where is history? Where is mythology? Can these things be both true at once? <laughs> is that song going in the musical? We'll <laughs> yes. work on it. That's, all, that's that's the premise of the musical. Excellent. And, and you can, of course, uh, support us in other ways
1: by buying merchandise. You can get T-shirts and pins on Etsy and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are at DeviantWomen. And don't forget as well, if you like the show, then rate us, give us a review. Maybe not based on this Christmas episode because <laughs> – like, I had a wine as well, and <laughs> Lauren is day drunk, and maybe this is not the best we've ever done.
0: It's I'm jolly, Alicia. I'm getting into the festive spirit.
1: Yeah, terrific. And so we hope that you have a jolly holiday
0: season, and we will see you in 2020. See you then. Bye.